Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 321, The Bullet Train from 1975. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode's brought to you by J.R. East, the East Japan Railway Company. And in 2020, they released the Alpha X Shinkansen, the new bullet train that goes up to 400 kilometers an hour. Shout out. Wow. To J.R. East. Well, shout out to J.R. East and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. With us today to talk about the bullet train is the resident historian, Mike Manzi. Hello, Mike. Thanks for having me. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever, right? It has been a while, but we are here. We we like to have Mike on every once in a while for uh, like once a lap for these. And then we also had him on for Fast 10 not too long ago. Also but correct, talking yeah. to the bullet train. Um, a movie that I think I had known about, I don't remember, because like, it wasn't my letterbox watch list, I don't remember how this came about, but before I get into the backstory, had either of you heard of this movie before, like, you know, this month or whenever we planned to do this episode? Not a smidgen. Me neither. So it is the genesis for a remake, but it's not Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. And we'll I know what it is. I have bit. a guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you watch this movie and you didn't know what it was... I would be very worried. I'm already worried for your brain, but I would be even more worried for your brain if you watch this entire thing. I think like, I got this one, bud. Golly gee, I don't know what this is going to be. Uh, so the bullet train, it's available on Tubi with ads. They're re-releasing it on Blu-ray in either October or November. So like, it's going to have like a nice new release. And I'm sure I would imagine when that's out, they will also put it on like rentable places. But right now, the only place you can watch it is Tubi. And it's a shorter, the international cut, uh, which is like 155-ish minutes as opposed to the two hours and 32 minutes. Um so if you want to watch it, you can watch it for free with ads, but it's on Tubi. But if you've not seen it yet, criminals plant a bomb on a high-speed train. It will explode when the train slows down unless a ransom is paid. So if that sounds like speed, you are right. right. Joe, was that, was that your? Okay, good. That was my guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting to, when once you know, because I didn't know, it's so cool to compare and contrast and see like what they used and what they didn't use and all that kind of stuff. I'm glad that I have you guys here because I haven't seen Speed in a very long time. Oh, okay. But you've seen Speed. You've at, at, yes. at one point. Yeah, okay. at one point I've seen Speed, and like Speed Two, probably too. Um, but on a boat, I would I would really like to hear what they did and didn't use because I'm sure that it's much fresher in you guys' brains. Okay, yeah, we talked. I haven't seen it since we did it for Keanu Club, so that's you know we started Keanu Club in April of sixteen. So we probably I probably watched this like summer of six. Actually, no, it might have been like fall because it was after all of his high school movies, right? Which there were like a dozen of those. So before we get there, though, Joe, Go we ahead. need to ask Mike our questions, even though oh, it's not a we haven't yet. episode. We have to do our you know normal. So Mike, this is our planes, trains, but no automobiles lap. We are talking about movies that have either it's focusing around a vehicle that's not a car or there's a cool car chase or not a car chase but a chase scene with a vehicle other than a car and so jonah each have a question my question is do you have a favorite movie with a non-car in it could be a boat could be a plane could be anything Ooh. a favorite movie with a non-car vehicle in it that is a tough one. Oh man i wish i had a little more time to prepare Oh, but Mike, I thought you listened to every episode. I thought you listened to every episode of this show because we, we ask, you know, quite often. Yeah, but it, I, it's even when I go on Brian's show, I forget to pick out two I know. two extra movies most of the time. Me too. Uh, every time, go Maroons. Does <laughs> does the time machine count? Is that a vehicle? That's no. I'm just you can. But it sure, can. why not? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a terrific film. I'm trying to think though, like. What is it? Oh, maybe the race. Like, I really want to revisit that. But that's a we car. We watched that we watched the race. It is a car. And yeah. it's so good. I mm. agree with you, Mike. Yucks. Um, Man, this is, I, I, what, well, I want to say all these things that come to mind. And then I'm like, oh, that's a car. Well, mull that's it over. Car. Think about it for a second. And think about <laughs> Joe's. Because I don't know. You might have a quicker answer to Joe's or might stump you equally. But Joe, go for your question first. Okay. Well, well real quick. Wait, what are your answers? Do you guys have answers to this? Rad. One? Oh yeah, Rad. Okay. Oh, okay. Did I give an answer at one point, Joey? I don't. I don't know if you did. I don't know. Th- mm, thrashing, thrashing, my 
for me. They're on skateboards. Yep. I'll go with that for now. I, that's been coming up a lot lately. You got to think of a way to do a show about that. I'm thinking like Armageddon. Oh, because they're like on rockets? Yeah, it, like with a spaceships. drill rocket. You got to watch that moon movie, you know, the the one where they write Moonfall? F the moon. On, yeah, Moonfall. That's the, that's the moon rocket. Mike, I have a question as well. What is your favorite non-car vehicle you've ever driven or ridden in? Whoa, I haven't really done too many that i've driven or ridden in and hmm uh probably i'd have to go with boat right now <laughs> i like boats boats are kind of fun boats cool. boats cool. you have? no not necessarily did you try to steal <laughs> it with your wiener or steer it with your wiener one time or or steal it with your wiener yeah or steal it with your wiener that's even better that video reference and i can't believe it survived to this year it's it but, still existed no, I, yeah you know, I've been in, I've been on a plane, I've been in a boat. Uh, I've okay, so like I got to drive the boat, so like that's a double down, right? That's like cool. I did. With what kind of boat was passenger. it? Passenger. Um, it was just like a small motorized boat. boat. I was, yeah. yeah, just a small motorized boat. Exactly. Uh, interesting questions, though. I wish I had a more interesting with my answers. It's okay. Boat is cool, man. I like boats. I've been on boats lately, and like I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna be a boat guy. I think I am, Mike. Your number two movie on Letterboxd is a boat movie. What is it? Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's a big ass so boat. I love, I love boats, I guess. Yeah. So that could be your answer to my question, too. Okay. Which is? Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite oh, boat my. movie? Favorite yeah. non-car movie. It's a boat. Yeah, that's probably it. Yep. Boy, that's, oh, I love boy. that fucking movie. <laughs> Oof. I'll take that over Titanic any day. Struggling here. Titanic, you also gave five stars to on Letterboxd, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on from this debacle of a... Let's, let's actually palate cleanse. Let's thank, our, let's thank our patrons here. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party. The aforementioned High School Slumber Party. Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Willows, and Natalie Absolute, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us the $5 a month level or above. If you want to join that prestigious list go to too fast to forever.com get lots of perks bonus episodes early access episodes handwritten notes stickers swag merchandise all sorts of stuff too fast to forever.com so the bullet train 1975 was directed written and produced by people who seem to have done a bunch of work but like i don't i'm not familiar with them and i know that jason is this Rainey, like the tokyo drifter thing of... remember because like it was like that one studio made like 35 movies a year or something remember like they would just like send a guy out and i think that that's what we were learning when we did tokyo drifter maybe so the one of the guys in this one of the lead guys in this movie is also in tokyo drifter but i was looking at a bunch of different names to see if i could find any kind of connection not just to things that we've done but just like other movies that i know and is one of these guys sunny chiba by the way the wait did you you didn't recognize him Okay, I wanted to confirm here because the name was like his, not Sonny Chiba in the opening credits, but I saw like, you know, Sh hmm. Shin, whatever. Shin Chiba. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, he's so much younger in this just based on timing. It was it the train conductor guy, like the guy driving the train. It was the guy driving the train. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. Mike, did you recognize him? Yes. Yeah, he is. Uh, I wish that he like he's second build. I don't know that he should be second build because like, I agree. He like doesn't leave his seat, and he you know he just kind of stressed the entire. But you know, <laughs> and his name's Aoki and Devin Aoki. So this is produced by the Toei Company, T O E I Company. They did Battle Royale. They did Over Your Dead Body. They did Blade of the Immortal. Like they've done movies. Oh, they also made Truck Rascals Five. So shout nice. out to Jason Ray there. Okay. Like Jason's letterbox review of this said like an all-star study cast, but I was trying to figure out like things that like I know these people from and like I don't. So Jason, mm. if you have extra context, like if we're missing something major here, let me know. If it's just like a bunch of movies that you love that like people are in, like that's cool. But like I was looking for something that was just like, do I know any of these people from anywhere? And the answer is not really. No. Yeah, besides Sonny Chiba for me. Besides Sonny Chiba, right. But like even that, yeah, yes. But other than him, right. 
I recognized one guy uh, who was in the original Godzilla film. Oh, that's oh. cool. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, and he shows up at the very end. He's sort of one of the head, I guess, uh, diplomats or whatever. Like, but other than that, like, it, I didn't notice anybody. And, like, you know, I've, I feel like I've watched a lot of Japanese films around this era. I've watched a lot of Godzilla films. That's yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I've recently been watching, like, some disaster films from America, and those are also kind of star-studded in weird ways where there'll just be, like, one scene with an actor and be like, Walter Matthau's in this movie for, like, one scene? Like, <laughs> that's weird. It felt like that kind of vibe going on. Like, I feel like some of the passengers were famous people, you know? Uh, some of the cops were probably famous people just that doing, like, walk-ons. I think, but I think we, we said, like, when we were doing Tokyo Drifter, like, these guys were, like, all, like, contracted by Toei or whatever Joey just said was the name of the production mm -hmm. company. So, like, yeah, they would just, like, swap in people in and out. That's, this is me talking with no factual backing. but No, well, th th that sounds like what they did with the Shaw brothers back in the day yeah. where everyone was, like, using each other's actors and the directors were just, like, swapping each other's uh, players and stuff. So there's not a ton of background in this movie. Unfortunately, there is no crazy credits once again. There's no Rotten Tomatoes. There's Damn. no Metacritic. I think it's just wait, old wait. enough. By crazy credits, what do you mean by crazy oh, credits? We can tell you. an IMDb category called crazy credits, which we first looked at, because I was like just poking around on IMDb, as I want to do, looking for these movies. And I was like, what crazy credits? What the fuck is this? And I look for Fast and Furious and just like a car zooms across the screen as they're announcing the director. It's like, that's not a crazy credit. Oh, or oh, they like okay. describe. They were like, describing the credits, like how they look. Like, All right, so just like a like an elaborate credit sequence. Well, I was like, this in is words. boring. And so then Larson wrote it, and he said, no, no, no. Originally, it was for movies like Airplane, where they would make up fake credits, like Adolf Hitler as Worst Boy, and put right. those in the movie. <laughs> so it was like a catalog of those. But over time, it's just like, it's a, you know, a wiki, like a, a user-generated, user-submitted, anything kind of weird in these. Not that I was expecting this movie to have crazy credits. Also, the credits are in Japanese. Maybe they would be crazy, yeah. Maybe they would be crazy. Um, but there's no crazy credits. There's no Rotten Tomatoes. There's no Metacritic. The only real trivia of note is, like I mentioned, there's the international version, which is 115 minutes, which removed a lot of characters' backstories. The Japanese version is 152 minutes. The movie was shot entirely on location, filmed on an actual bullet train running between Tokyo and Hiroshima, which is pretty cool. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. That's really cool, though. And, Mike, this goes into what you were just talking about before, that it was picked up for distribution here in, the, in America as it fitted into the mainstream, fit in with the mainstream Hollywood 70s disaster movies. And then it inspired movies like Roller Coaster, Avalanche Express, and the Cassandra Crossing that were all made here in the coming wow. years. And obviously, you know, would inspire speed in the 90s as well. Um, the only nice. other trivia of note is that it was released in most English-speaking places as The Bullet Train, but the Japanese title translates directly as Shinkansen Bomb. So The Bullet Train Bomb. Whoa. Train Bomb? Yeah, Train Bomb. <laughs> I loved the title card. Like, it wasn't the delayed title card that we had in RRR, but, like, he gets a phone call just like, Oh my God! There's a bomb on the train. Boom! Title card. Just like, yeah, it, it works. works. Anytime it's that whole first reel, I'm I'm like really happy. <laughs> I almost forgot, and then it was like, yep, now the movie starts, yeah. and then the, the swank music kicks in. Very cool. So, what did you guys think? Of, that's all. Like, that's the the very limited background that I have about this movie. What did you guys think of the bullet train, Joe? I really liked it. I'm I'm curious because we all watched the extended version, right? So did you find out what they, like, any specifics of things that they cut out? That's fine if you didn't. You said, like, a lot of, like, the character things. I, I, I'm now curious to see how this plays at the cut-down version, because I really don't think that there's much that you, like, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is, that, like, that, like, rugby sequence where he's, like, daydreaming about rugby <laughs> in the past is, like, something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm sure that this is not in the reduced version. But at the same time, like, you could tell me any of this was cut, and I wouldn't know what you take out. I don't know. I looked. I couldn't find it. There's the issue, like, so I think part of this is that, like, this is not meant to be a knock on the movie, but it's just like, 
a Japanese movie that was made in the seventies. Like they didn't make it to be like you know a best picture winner or whatever. Just like, no, it's a movie. A cool action movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. so just like this is a movie that exists. And then a lot of times when you search even the bullet train 1975, it's like, do you mean the Brad Pitt bullet train? It's like, no, I don't. That's why I put 1975 there. But I can't find like moviecensorship.com doesn't have the difference. That side by side thing that we've like talked yeah. about. Okay, sorry. I think there is probably character backstories that are like, like I, I also think before I go further into like what I think might be cut, I don't know that you need the full thing. I think probably a shorter version that has a little bit more That's what I'm saying. Yeah. higher ratio of action is probably better. I would guess yeah. maybe backstories where like the criminals are hanging out and talking about like why they're doing it could probably pretty easily be cut. And I also think at the end, like when the cop retires, that scene might kind of be cut too. Like I don't like yeah. I don't know that you would, but I can see them being like, or at least for an American audience, be like it's not going to impact the action. You know what I mean? So, yep. Mike, did you have thoughts on what scenes? Because we all we got our hands on the longer version. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious, but, like, it's hard to scrub through, too, because of the ads. Or, like, it's hard to know, like, what's actually going to be in there. So what do you right. think of, like, the overall vibe of the movie? And also, if, if there are certain things that you're like, oh, that could be cut. Yeah, so it really wasn't what I was necessarily expecting at first. Like, I liked it more and more as it went on. But at first, it kind of threw me off guard. You know, um, what it reminded me of a lot was like Shin Godzilla Joey I know I hate to Mm. bring that bring up that sort thumb or whatever but like it's all it's mostly like about the bureaucracy of like how you handle this hijacking mostly yeah and I I was kind of expecting to meet all not all of but at least a lot of the different commuters uh that kind of thing um I, I quite liked the backstory, getting into the backstory of the criminals, but I do feel like that's probably the first stuff that might have gone, like trimmed a lot of that down. You, you got to keep some of it, but you could definitely get rid of a lot of that. I think that there's just a lot of long um, shots and sequences. You could probably cut a couple shots of the trains and a couple shots of the you know people, but it would be interesting to see how it plays because the pacing here is a little weird. I feel like it's almost a roller coaster. Like it, it goes, there's a lot of stuff and then it kind of slows down to like take stock of what happened and then it, and then a lot happens again. Like that's how it felt for me. And I wonder if the shorter cut is just much more of like a smooth, consistent kind of pacing for it. I kind of like this slow trickle though, Mike. Like I, I really like how like especially with the like revealing the criminals and like why they're doing this and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah. I think it did benefit from it. it like I would, I get nervous when run times are this long, just for like you know my the holes in my brain. But I think it played out pretty decent. Like I, it didn't feel like it was slow to me at any point like it didn't really drag it was just like it would like you're right it would be a lot of action then it would breathe and then it would be a lot of action and breathe and i'm like oh that's kind of cool and they chained together like a lot of cool action set pieces and and like different like hijinks or things that are happening that like string together well they make sense logically so honestly my favorite part of this movie is it's connoting action but it is like on its surface the most boring thing in the world what but i love how (laughs) tense a bunch of like middle-aged japanese dudes smoking cigarettes staring at an analog board with like lights and numbers like representing trains they're like oh my god that train is there but like they're just looking at like a wall that has like a little bit of like a light bulb and just like but that's it's it's amazing how tense that is and like it's the kind of thing where like in an american action movie they would like show like you know the train barreling ahead and this other train like stopped at the, the whatever, but here it's just like, this is going to be bad. We have to fix this. And it's like, whoa, it is. You're right. But like, it's, so, it's like, it's the removal of the action. I think that I'm just like, like not oh, showing no, the like, monster. Is, You're not yeah, seeing the monster till the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some of my favorite, well, my favorite thing about this movie is the camera work. Uh, just the way it whips around a room and zooms in and out on stuff. And the director is definitely just like, make sure you get that and then move over to that guy and then pan up to this dude and then show that guy over there. Like I was getting a lot of really cool vibes out of the way this was shot because, you know, even just like a normal, not normal, but a conversation scene 
will almost feel like it's shot by like Robert Rodriguez or something. Like there's an action to the cuts and to the shots too that is very interesting as well that I enjoyed. I like that. Yeah, it, it is. It has its own dance to it. It there's a flow and like it moves and it it plays well with the thought that the train is moving. Right, like it feels tonally right. I like it a lot too. Now, one thing I don't remember, and I was I was half comparing this to Speed the entire time while I was watching it, and like I think for me. The thing that I like more about Speed than this movie, aside from just Keanu and Sandy, because I love them, but we really get to know the passengers in a way that we don't hear. But I feel like here we get to know the cops and the criminals, like or the the police H, the bullet train HQ or whatever, like those guys. Yeah, the we train know those police more <laughs> here than we do it. Like, but I, I feel like considering we're like worried about a train with fifteen hundred people on board, or as Chesley Sully Sullenberger would call fifteen hundred souls. I like I don't I kind of not that I don't give a shit about them but like there's a pregnant lady yes there's a business guy who really needs to get to work which is the most Japanese plot story ever he's like I need to get to work and then there's basically fourteen hundred and ninety eight other people that we don't know right it's like one <laughs> pregnant lady one guy who really needs to close a deal and then just a bunch of people and like I don't think we need to know like a bunch of them but if we were following like five or seven stories. Yeah. I would, like, care more. But at a certain, at a certain point, I'm just yeah. like, like, what's weird about this is that at a certain point, I was, like, almost rooting for the criminal to get away. Because, like, you, you spend just so much blow time it in up. his head. Well, it's weird because, what I, like, I like those... I like those flashback moments, which mostly come like closer to the third act. Mm-hmm. And there's like there's like four acts in this movie, so it's very different. It's not like American structure, which is cool. Uh, yeah, it's and, also like in the third act where like the titular bullet train basically disappears entirely. It's like, oh right, there's a train somewhere that we're just not watching. <laughs> it's the stuff that would be sort of sprinkled out th- throughout the American remake, you know. And and I like that because like we actually do get to learn a lot about these criminals, and it's nothing like I would have expected like the way they met the reason they're pulling off the heist um there's one moment where i'm so on their side and they're planning a like a terrorist act but it feels like they're doing the right thing it's so strange like how when the movie wants you to feel for something it'll it'll do it but there's all this other opportunity where they could have done that and i feel like with the passengers and stuff like it was really well done with the one with the pregnant lady right like like when she passed away and the or when the baby, the baby didn't yeah, make yeah, yeah. it yeah you're like fuck you know like they really paid paid that off like they could have paid off a lot more like i was hoping there was more conflict between like the authority but they were really working together like super well and everything uh, it wasn't until the end when the guy's like take me off the tv and tell everyone we saved people and they're like no we're not doing it that way and then he was like well i resign and shit and then it's like oh um but I just wish there was a little more taste to everyone else's personalities, which is why I think like the criminals were the most fleshed out people in the film. I know I really enjoyed that. You guys are saying this, but I think the flip that I think is really cool and kind of like harkens back to Joey's like, oh, look at the board. It was actually really fucking cool to see at the like the central command center of yeah. this train thing, and like oh, yeah. to to sacrifice like learning about some characters that are on the train for me to see them like this is how the board looks and like this is how they're coordinating it and they have to call the track and switch the track and like it's coming onward and like where the other train is that was like very fascinating to me and like the nerdiest train well like part of me like wants to see like only like never see the train just spend the entire two hours in that room and just like it's just like phone calls like phone booth or yeah. something yeah. There's a lot you would love uh, taking of the Felon one two three. Uh, speaking of Walter Matthau, I mentioned earlier, like that is is very much well, like this movie. I, stay tuned in six weeks because we may or may not be covering it with Aaron Newer. Okay. Just saying, but I've never seen that. But I, I was I want to see that. I'm very excited for that. The remake's interesting. It's got Travolta in it. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> I believe. Oh, and it's, it's like Travolta. the year before this one too. That's weird. Oh, that is weird. Seventy four, and then this came out in seventy five. If it's very similar, then did one poach from the other one? I can't wait to hear. There's a movie that I do not recommend, and I, I don't think it's I, – I didn't like it. And I don't remember – I think this was, like, in a – this must have been, like, a South By movie in a year where I, like, gave a shit. And then I was, like – then I went to South By. I'm just like, oh, I don't like these movies. Like, on average, I don't like movies that show <laughs> South By. Like, it's, like, it's pretentious and arty in a way that I don't really – but there's a movie called Charlie Victor Romeo. A lot of times – 
I, I describe movies as like this seems like the worst movie that Joe could possibly imagine. And like this is another one of those <laughs> where it's literally just two people sitting in chairs on stage like they're in an improv theater. And they're it's a movie about this. This sounds great. Go ahead. Re- it's a document. It's technically a documentary. <laughs> but I think it's a documentary of Barkley Marathons. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. But, but it's literally just five, I think, reenactments of black box recordings from plane crashes. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, don't watch it. It's it's not it's it's just like cuz everyone ends in a crash. Like that's the premise of the thing. Like there's no there's all like this just like people like freaking out like trying to figure it out. But like part of me is like It's not even this... the actual theater of this. It's the recording of the theater of this. If if you went to like a play that is like these two guys sitting on stage acting out these black box readings, you'd be like this is very artsy and like cultural. But like watching the movie of it is like, well now I'm just like yeah, it's like Grizzly Man. I don't need that, like, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but, like, part of me is, like, this feels like what that kind of was, but better, where it's, like, you're just watching almost literally a, a train, like, a train crash here in slow motion, right? Where it's just, like, things are bad, but, like, watching it from HQ is exciting. Like, I don't know. Like, it reminded me of that, but, like, a good version of that, in a way. Mm. You Fair. Know? Yeah, I can see that. I can get it. You know what it reminded me of? Train leaving the station. The very first motion picture. Tot. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, it definitely did. There's actors and a train. Did we did we care about the pregnant lady? Because I kind of didn't. I when she starts freaking out, I think it's before you realize that she's pregnant, and like there's that guy that walks up to him like this. This dude is one hundred percent gonna slap her in the face. I know. And this is what does. I thought too. Yeah, he's just whack, and then she yeah. And then you find that out she's wild. pregnant. It's just like. Oh no! It's like whoops. But I did love the like the old the old movies seventies movies of like ladies freaking out and you just slap the shit out of her like that's what we just do yeah. to combat this. It's like, but that's where I thought the movie was gonna kind of go a little more wild with the passengers. Like, there's the one guy who threatens to jump off. It's like I thought he was gonna jump off mm-hmm. at one point, you know? And there's like gonna be someone wrestling for the break like it would have been great if uh the sunny chiba character you know like he's got to like keep his hand on that thing the whole time if he was like falling asleep or the fatigue of of doing that or whatever like his arms were like dying he was like i can't hold on any longer and like they they stopped just as he, he like collapses or something it's like i felt that the if they, like i wasn't expecting them to do that with the with the pregnant woman but since they did that I in retrospect I was like man I really wish they kind of pushed it further into that disaster zone and uh had more fat- fatalities. I feel like she's only there to give the in-world TV watchers like a narrative cuz Okay, like, yeah yeah yeah. There's a pregnant woman on board, she's lost the baby. I'm just oh. like and like people mm. at home are like oh my god, like I think we already like that... have deaths on this train and it could only right. go worse. Right. So that's the thing. Where I, I wish that there was more of her or, like, don't include it at all. Because like, there's, like, a weird middle ground where, like, they kind of want you to, like, that you again, you know about her story, sort of, and then one guy wants to close the business deal. And, like, that's kind of it. But, like, what Mike's saying, like, if people showed more – because I was also, you know, stereotypically, I think you think of, like, Japanese people as being, like, more reserved and not showing emotions. But, like, when they find out what's going on, like, these people start freaking out. I'm like, oh, this They're is They're going to cool. start a riot. Yeah. And then, like, nothing really comes of that either. It's just like, well, we're not going to show them. Like, we already showed that. It's just like, why? You What? That's the interesting thing. What are we doing yeah. here? You know what my favorite part of this movie was? Something that we also don't learn about is the, like, Japanese boy band that is all dressed like Elvis. Oh, yeah. Uh, What was that? We never learn about them. And they have a camera crew there. And the camera crew is, like, recording them, like, very early on in the movie. The conductors come out, and they're like, no, you don't have permits, blah, blah, blah. They, like, throw them out. And then, like, when the train starts to, like, break bad, they're like, horror train. I'm going to start recording this documentary. I was like, sick. Good idea, bud. And then Mm -hmm. also nothing from that. But it was like, that's really fucking smart. That guy deserves an award. He should be recording on this train right now. He knew what's up. That's exactly the kind of stuff, Joe. It's like, I feel like there's all this setup potential. And then, like, I completely forgot about, you know, freaking Wild Zero was on the goddamn train. And, like, I forgot all about them, you know, this crazy rockabilly band. Was it not leading us to believe that he was getting the money to give her the money back? Like, give his wife the money back to give to her family so he could, like, reconcile this? And he doesn't, right? He just totally just, like, takes off with it. Yeah, that's a good 
question two. I think that might have been. I think they were supposed to meet up. I mean, in that, at the in the, airport, we learned that in that scene where uh, were she they? almost tries to kill all of them with the gas from the stove. No, because that's a flashback. Right. I know, but like that's that's the scene where we learn about like how she had to borrow all the money from her family. Yes, right? yeah, we learn about yeah. that, and then I'm like, okay, then he requests fifteen million yen, or like what is it? Fifteen it's five million USD, five billion yen. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I thought that he was like, I thought that. Oh, I did the math wrong. Okay, yeah, whatever. But I thought that he was like getting it to so, like his third of the split with the criminal guys. What he he that was just like his like. Let me pay my wife back, her family back, so like I'm like I'm square, you right. know. And no, he just takes off with the money. But I, th- I think that like I think they because then she divorces him, right? So like I think that like that yeah. that idea goes out the window. Like no, that was but a, he still you know, wants to like pay the debts, you know. Like he's still like indebted to them. So it's it's hard to say because she sees it's all playing out on television, and then suddenly she's at the airport, and the little kid is like that's my dad that's my dad and like blows his whole cover so we don't know if they were communicating at all or if there was some kind of like no because they were holding signal. the yeah they were holding back the thing yeah but it's unclear it seemed like he was going to just take off with the money though it didn't seem like at the end he was going to like we didn't get the like like, anything like the post package that she goes home and there's like a box and she opens it it's the book with all the money in it you no, know yeah, what I, I mean tr- I think he's just trying not to like implement ink Incriminate, oh boy, incriminate, incriminate her. But then the kid is like, "No, that's definitely not my dad." And then they, you know, they got <laughs> yeah. hands, right? So flick that kid, man! What an idiot! There, there's a chance that they said these names earlier in the movie, but there is there was one minute of this movie where I like lost my goddamn mind last night because I was like, I was reading mm-hmm. the subtitles, but I was also trying to watch the movie and like pay attention. Like it was hard. Like yeah, I yeah, might yeah. miss this. Did you guys notice the like insane kind of connection to another thing that we've talked about on the show? Only the Aoki, and it's Devin Aoki, and his no, name is Aoki. That. I Go mean, ahead. I know there's a Tetsuo, and that reminded me of Akira, and then I have a friend named Hiroshi, and there's a Hiroshi in this movie. So the bomber's <laughs> name is Tetsuo Okita, right? Yeah. And they mention Tetsuo. There is a cop named Shigeo Kanada, and like within a minute, they said Tetsuo and Kanada, and I'm just like, ah, hold on. And I pause the movie, and I'm like, the bullet train Akira. Is there a connection here? Couldn't find one of those either. I have no idea. Just Japanese names. You know why I was distracted and didn't recognize this, Joey? Because I am fucking livid at Matt Canada, the Steelers offensive coordinator right now. Oh. So as soon as I heard Canada, I was like, that motherfucker. And then like my mind spiraled <laughs> like that. So, But like I was listening, and I was just like, hold on. What? And like maybe they're just very maybe they're like Smith and Jones. I don't know, but I was just like, in in what other movies like in the span of a minute they talk about Tetsuo and Canada? I'm just like, hold on. And then I, I even Google. I'm like, am I remembering these names right? Because you just Google those names, and like all Akira pops up. And I'm just like, yep, okay. But it's like Mike and Joe. Um, that's what I'm imagining. They just, so, but still, <laughs> but still. Yeah, they, I know that there's a lot of dudes named Ken. And like, I had a friend named Kenichi, and there's a guy named Kenichi in this movie and stuff. So, well, this Ken's know. job is train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. Um, uh, I did like. I think what works a little bit better. I think it's again the Japanese versus American cultural differences. I appreciated like the level of respect between cops and bomber. Like they're like right. We're both I promise, and they, and they they make a lot of promises. And, and the they lady, believe they're like, him. And they're like, he promised he's going to do this. And like, he does. Yeah. So, some, so I love actually, like, when we get down to it, the interplay between the cops and robbers. Uh, there's one really funny line later where the bad guy's like, I can't believe he actually, like, shot you. You know, as if to say, like, the cop played dirty because he used the gun mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, all all of, like, the, uh, the, the stakeouts that they do and the... Um, you know, the goose chase that, like, he makes the bad guys do with, like, the uh, dropping off the money against the cliff and having – when they're chasing – That was a really great um, set piece. They're, like, Hiroshi, that's very, yeah. hi, very, very fun hijinks. Drop the rope down on the boat, pick the line and up. The, yeah. Those guys happen to be, like, those karate guys happen to be, like, training in the mountains. And they're like, hey, you, like, stop the bomber. And they start chasing the guy. And then he, like, hops on a motorcycle and they chase him. And there's that awesome motorcycle chase. So – like Dennis Hopper is cool in the speed because he's like a maniac, but like you don't really empathize with him, right? But like here, and like you you empathize because like they respect him, and also like there's the there's the scene where like he goes, you know, 
where he's tending to the guy's wound, right? And he's like, that guy died, you got shot, like, should we just stop? And the other guy's just like, no, like, if we stop, like, that guy's not gonna come back to life, like, we're already down this road, and, like, there's, like, yeah. there's a reason to, like, what, not why they're doing it, but, like, why they keep doing it, because there's also, like, the, man, this got out of hand, like, maybe we should stop, they're like, no, man, he's already, like, he's still gonna be dead, like, just keep going, so I, I, I appreciate that, like, I think it's, I think it's a nice version of this. I think so, too, yeah, don't bail, he's like, we're already riding yeah. this train, keep it going. There's that moment when they're swarming in on the house, and, uh, like, is it Tetsuo like just driving up to get his friend back at the end, and the guy's like throwing dynamite out the window at everybody? <laughs> it Shit like, does oh get wacky. God. Shit does get de- definitely very, very wacky. I'm surprised the train didn't get more wacky. Like the the passengers, like we were saying, got wacky. But like I was ready for somebody to jump out, break a window, fucking get going. Yeah, the guy blew blew himself up too. That was crazy. They showed that like full frame. The guy jumps out of the window with the dynamite, and then like the dummy explodes. I was like, whoa. Not expecting that. I think one thing that, like, feels more dangerous here than it does in Speed, because, like, there's, like, almost the exact same thing in Speed, but when they pull the second, like, the re- what they call, like, the rescue train up next to the side of this train, yeah. 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 it just feels way more difficult. Maybe it's not, but it feels way more difficult than doing the same thing with the two buses side by side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way more risky. Absolutely. And that might have just been because, like, I not that I've driven a bus, but I've driven a car and I've never driven a train. But, like, maybe, like, once you said it's, like, 110 kilometers an hour or whatever, like, you just, like, set it and forget it. But it I thought feels that, I, Yeah, I nuts. thought the trains all had cruise control. But he seems like he's, like, actually, like, driving this. I have no idea. I've never, like, actually driven a train before, so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works either. But I did. I was liking sort of how speed is a nicely condensed version of this, mm-hmm. you know. And like maybe the one the one thing I like more about speed is that there's an actual uh, like cop on the bus, whereas there's like no cop on the train, you know. Um, they have the conductor, like the other conductor yeah. guys, but they're not cops. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not really that as integral as i feel like you know they're not doing what keanu does right Right. for sure and we don't we don't get to know them as like the main character and i feel like speed those those first like 15 minutes of speed where they're doing the elevator bomb Mm -hmm. and all that that thing like that goes a long way to set up the characters of the rest of the movie and then you can let the premise play out here it just it felt like they were leaning a little more on the horror of could you imagine if you can't get off the train and the train can't stop and we don't know how to stop it, then all the other character work is sort of like secondary. And that's fine too. You know, I feel like at the time this was probably more than enough to go on and the rest was just icing. I wish it was just a little more character balanced in the end. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a lot of damn characters too. I think that's another issue, right? There's a lot of cops. Like, And I think, like, I think to that point, like at the end, like I liked – the idea, the sentiment that, like, the train guy retires because he's like, I gambled on human lives. I'm not worthy of this job anymore. Like, it feels very Japanese, feels very, like, respectful. Like, yes, I have a job. This is too much for me. That would never really – I don't think that would ever happen in America. And, like, also – or it wouldn't happen that way where he, like, just, like, quietly resigns. Like, the guy would have, like, slammed his badge down or whatever and, like, stormed out of the room. Like, I can't take this job anymore. Yeah, I can't take this shit and maybe it's just because, like, they all kind of look like just middle-aged Japanese dudes who all, like, dressed, like, and they're all, like, in suits with the same kind of haircut. Like, I was like, I don't know which of these guys that is. Like, I don't know if he's, like, like, why why he, why he, should he resign and not, like, any other person in that room? Because he, like, just... he was, like, the second, he was, like, the guy that runs that room, and he had his, his boss was, like, the other guy that was, like, we're still gonna play the video or whatever. Because his, his boss is, like, Tell them to stop the train. And he's like, no, there might be another bomb. And his boss is like, stop the fucking train. And then he does like, it. But he's saying he's not retiring because they're still running the thing. It's just, it's too much for him to handle. I was just like. No, no, no. Like I think been- he was saying that, like, I didn't want to risk those people. I compromised my morals of checking for the second bomb. Mm. Because my boss said he would do it. In that case, I can't, like. Uh, deal with both sides. I can't bring together the idea that I would put these people at risk when my job was to not put them at risk. These kind of things. He couldn't reconcile gotcha. these two things. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Any other thoughts about the movie before we re- recount our uh, vehicles? Because I, it just, I, I was enjoying the movie. I don't have a lot of things to say about the movie. I think it's worth watching. 
Um, I think speed is probably, it's definitely more fun. I don't know if it's better, but it's definitely more fun. But I think they're both worth watching. I really liked it. I really liked it overall. But go ahead. At the end, when he gets to the airport and the there's still air in that plea of like, you know, we lost the instructions on how to stop it. And he actually does call in. And then like, you know, he, he like grew a conscience at the very was like, oh, you know what? Like, just in case really they didn't did... get the thing. Yeah. And also that too, where where he's like, I left the instructions at this like um, cafe, and they get there, and the place is on fire. Like it just happened to burn down before they got there. Like that was cool. I wish there were a little more. Like the cops constantly like they just every every step forward is like two steps back for them in this movie, and it's kind of fun to watch that side of it you know is to watch like them scramble them not know what they're doing uh them try and like hold of the situation but it's just like impossible because like the bad guys aren't telling them what what's going on or anything like that like that's cool like that kind of panic and stuff goes a long way and this starts reminding me more of like oh this could have this is kind of actually like a lot of Godzilla movies without Godzilla in it, you know? Uh, a lot of the B-plots, believe it or not, all, uh, in the 70s and stuff, built like bank robbers and, and gangsters and stuff of that nature mm. too. And there was a lot of like hero cop heroics and things. Um, so I was enjoying it on that level. I was liking that we have Sonny Chiba here and, you know, he's like Uncle Kamada, Hattori Hanzo. And then, like, notoriously, like, bus drivers and train conductors in Japan are, like, the biggest nerds ever. Like, that was, like, one of the first things I learned when we got to Japan. Like, like there was some guy that was, like, here, come on, like, we'll show you, like, the bus line that you take to, like, the school building. And we rode with him, and we're like, oh, cool, like, why? And he's like, yeah, bus drivers, nerds. Like, that was, like, one of the first things he said to us as we got on the bus. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, they always want to do this. Nerds, nerds, nerds. And we're like, okay. So imagining, like, Sonny Chiba playing, like, the lamest, like, the lamest of the lame in this movie is really funny because I imagine him being super cool. That's fun. I wish there was a shot of him, like, reading a manga yeah, or something. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. That's what he was trying to say. Also, I don't know if it's – is it Sonny Chiba that says it? But they're – at some point, like somebody's like, um, like, where are you gonna go when you're done with this? And he's like, Brazil. Ooh. And I was like, is Brazil his Mexico, his Japan? <laughs> Brazil. I always think that, Mike. I always, always think that. But no, but yeah. like the whole like Han, like where like Tokyo's my Mexico. It's like his Mexico is Brazil. Oh, and he is Japanese. Wanna... Yeah, he's gonna leave Japan. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, I feel you. There was there was some more fast connection. Oh, oh I have a like, bunch. Like, but definitely like the 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 fate of uh Johnny Tran and his friend like during the motorcycle race, like that had those kinds of vibes. Oh yeah, yeah. The way the way that dude like crashed yes. into the yes. pole and stuff and it's just like Bleh! I was like, "Wow, that was that came across real hard." You want me to rapid fire some of my um fast connections? Yeah, go for it. Very early on in the movie, he threatens to kill a guy with a wrench. Dom mm. Toretto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The kid that is like his like adopted criminal child kid that wouldn't leave his house. That one. Oh yeah. That dies first. He was a mechanic at his shop. He was fully yep. in mechanic garb. Well, I felt like the bullet train had had vibes. Like definitely the part where they were trying to get the thing from one train to another kind of made me feel like they needed to get uh, the cars off the train in time before the bridge or something. Like I might be a stretch, but uh, I don't know. Like train antics, like always brings to mind Fast Five for some reason. What I liked about this movie, and maybe we can pivot into the the vehicle rundown, is that there's so many bullet trains. Like there's like in backgrounds of shots, there's like bullet trains. There's also just like that old school locomotive train too. That they're like, oh yeah, that they also blow up. You want to know how I can I, I I can make you know that I'm serious? I'm gonna blow up this other train that like looks like it's from the 1800s, and it's just like okay, yeah, and like it does. Like it's but it's it's cool that there's a lot of trains. So yeah, it it reminds me Mike of. Fast Five, but also the movie you referenced earlier, Arrival of a Train at La Ciotat. Like, it just, it's like that kind of train, too. Like, there's trains from 1895 or whatever to 1970 or to all the way to 2011, right? It's just like all the trains, we got all the trains. Exactly. Train and film, I mean, it's hand in hand. Yeah. Do you have a favorite train movie? Under Siege? Taken on Under a train. Siege. Taken on a train. Under Siege 2. 
Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. With, Cap with a young Catherine Heigl. Probably that. What's what's taken on a train? What's that one? With Liam Neeson neck chopping on the train. Uh, runaway, like, not runaway train. It's like, unstoppable, but that's not that. There's, there's Midnight Meat Train? There's <laughs> definitely taken on a the train. The Commuter. The Commuter. Yeah. I was going to say that it didn't sound right, but The Commuter, yeah. I like Train to Busan. That was all right. I didn't like it the first time, but I liked it oh, the Oh, the Japanese time. zombie movie? Or Korea, I think. Oh, Korean, right? Korean, yeah. Korean zombie movie. What's the one with Denzel where he's on the train? He's trying to stop the train? Oh, Unstoppable, right? Is that, that okay, Chris that's, Pine? That's what I said before. Maybe, yes. maybe okay. I imagine Liam Neeson being Denzel in Unstoppable, which is a, Interesting. a possibility. It's, <laughs> Interesting. It's, it's just taken on a train, but with Denzel. Is there a Nicolas Cage train movie? I'm bad, dude. You you know what? You're you're trying to read my mind because I'm sticking the same thing. I'm just going well, there's, through. There's, it. I don't think so. There's a train crash in Knowing. I thought about you guys because when the the criminal broke free, I was like, "Is this about to become Con Air on this train?" Would be good. Yeah. Con train. So aside from multiple trains, Joe, what other? I have three other, but I probably missed some. What other non-car vehicles, Mike? If there's anything that you remember too, non-car vehicles other than the different trains in the movie. Buses, kind of. Mm, I didn't write it down, but I sure, get it. You know, the the goofy truck with like the cover over it. Eh, okay, um, but we got bicycle for sure, mm -hmm. motorcycle, mm -hmm. and boat for sure. Well, when they're bringing the money to the bomber, there is that little rowboat. But also in that same scene, is there's a helicopter. Yes, yeah, helicopter too. Yes, helicopter rowboat, and then motorcycle, bicycle. Did you say airplane at the end? There's the airplane. Oh, oh Mike, good, good call. Good, good Mike. Nice. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about this movie before we watch the trailer? Does he get shot at the end? He does. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying, right? Like we just—it's it's not a artistic shot, but he gets—he gets gunned down. Yeah. He dies in a freeze frame. Really cool. Because I was like, is he just like you know, just like dramatizing his like, no, my train's going away. But I was like, he gets shot, but we just don't see like yeah. any bullet, any blood, yeah, whatever. It. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's all I needed. All right, let's watch this trailer. I don't know if this is the original trailer. It's posted by Eureka Entertainment seven months ago. This might be for the Blu-ray or a Blu-ray. This is the Bullet Train Eureka Classics new and exclusive trailer. 6,900 views seven months ago. Oh, yeah, it says special edition Blu-rays available now yeah. from the Eureka store. I mean, yeah, it was posted seven months ago. Like, I don't know that, again, like, it's just, like, one of many movies that came out in, the J in Japan in the 70s. Like, it might not, you know, who knows if the trailer even survived. Maybe it did. Okay. Know. Ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, this looks good. This 4K is going to be awesome. There's the big room. The bullet trains look cool, even the old ones. They look so cool. Yeah, this movie is 40 years old. No, 50 years old. And the train still looks sort of modern. Right? Better like than Metro cool North? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Were there some model shots in the movie? I think there might have been. Well, there a was like model I think shots, was imagining but they look great. The explosion. I think that was a model that was blowing up. And Jason sent us a picture today in the Discord that was like them standing next to the model, like the oh, yeah, they were like holding like a model train up. Very. This looks so suspense. This makes the movie feel so fucking suspenseful. This trailer. The bomb is real. Yes. There's the prelude. Oh yeah, this music is. There's my favorite board in the world. I also like how they're like, it can't go below 90. They're like, all right, take it down to 85. It's like, hold on, what? Like, <laughs> no, it was 80. It was always 80. But they just said like, no, no less than 90 in case, you know. Just in case. Just in case, yeah. It was busted or yeah, something. That was a model shot there. That explosion right there, I think, was clearly a model. The bullet train. Wow. So what's weird is that on IMDb, I think it's just called Bullet Train, but on like the art and letterbox and wiki, it's The Bullet Train. So as far as you're concerned, as far as we're all concerned, we're calling it The Bullet Train. Works for me. Works. Wow, I was just going to say that. All right. Let us do the letterbox games for reference sake. Mad Max Fury Road, one of the most popular films on letterbox, has been seen by 1.6 million people. The Bullet Train 
1975, directed by Junya Sato, starring Ken Takakura and Shinichi Chiba, has been seen by how many people? Mike, Joe, who wants to go first? I'll go first. 8,400 people. Mike? Uh, I'm going to say 5,250. You're both too high. Lower than okay. fi- fi- like lower than five grand. Damn. Thirty one hundred people. Okay, Mike. Fourteen ninety. One more guess in between those numbers, between fourteen ninety and thirty, whatever Joe said. Twenty seven ninety three. <laughs> um, twenty two sixty. Seventeen twenty one. Oh. I think this is just a movie that exists. That's pretty good. That inspired speed, and I, that's... I I would like to commend myself for starting pretty low, like relatively, like comparatively, like. That, I wasn't that that far off. I'm not giving you credit for that. I know, but I'm saying, like, hey, that was a good first guess. Like, that wasn't that far off. That was closer than it could have been. Before Mike reviewed it or rated it, the only per- the only friend of mine who had seen it was Jason. And then the only friend of mine on there who added it to his watch list was Garrett, who I think did based on huh. us covering it here. So like, ah, okay, it's it's one of those movies. It's just like it's not like people are like, oh my god, I want to see this movie that I can't find. It's just like, either I didn't know this exists. You don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't know this exists. So out of those seventeen hundred people, average rating of a three point four, most common a three and a half, then a four, then a three. How many of those seventeen hundred people have this in their top four favorite films of all time? Three. I'm gonna say, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh. Go, you go first, Mike. Uh, I was gonna say five. I was gonna, gonna say three. three. I was gonna say three. Oh, that's wild. The answer's five. Mike is right. Oh, good Whoa. job, Mike. First guess. Good job. Remarkably, believe it or not, we can play one of these. So, is the Google other or... movie Speed? Can I? No. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. But you've heard of all of these movies. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this person's <clears throat> handle. They're Who's the pink guy from SpongeBob? Is that Patrick? Yes, Patrick yeah. Star. Their picture is Patrick. Their username is G H U L R. When life gives you lemonades, make when life gives you lemonade, make lemons. Life will be all like what? That's their description. Awesome. Okay. Nice. Well played. Their favorite film of all time is The Bullet Train. Okay. The other three movies came out in the last ten years. Two came out last year. And one came out in 2015. Joe, if you'll remember, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm only gonna give one hint for. Oh, also, this person's a hater. Almost all of their ratings, which is not a ton, but almost all their ratings between one half and five and three stars, like above three stars. This person is very selective. So the fact that this person loves these four movies, saying something about these movies. Okay. Their number two favorite movie, and this, Mike, you might know this too, but I just talked about Joe. I talked about this with Joe on here. Nominated for Best Picture last year, but its title feels like a title, a thing that Joe would call a movie as its incorrect title. Ah, uh, I remember that, but what the fuck is it? Best Picture mm. last year. I love this movie. I know you saw it, Joe, because I know that you... Yes. Best Picture nom last year but it has a very dis- direct title, Mike. It's like The Boy on the Train. No, or... it's not that. It's not that. That It's it's the other thing your brain does. Uh... Although it maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. Everything, I, Mike, everywhere, all at once? No. And, Mike, I don't think that you've seen, at least you haven't logged us on Letterboxd, Glure, Ghoulers, whatever, their review says, what a refreshing movie. How the plot kind of unexpected and how it mirrors the real world. That's such a good movie. Five stars. Uh, Bo is afraid. No, that's that nominated. Oh, that's this year, isn't it? Oh, well, this came out last year. Best picture. It's <sighs> French title, I think, because I love this poster. It's Sans Filter, like no filter. Does that help at all? No filter. By the director of films such as The Square and Force Majeure. Fuck. <sighs> We've talked about this movie multiple times. I think you really liked it, Joe. I loved it. I probably mm. did. I just and you, I remember you saying like, "This sounds like a goofy movie." Here's like, a major the... hint. What the plot? It's a very it's like two and a half hours long, but there's like three distinct sections. There's like before a thing happens, then there's a thing, and then there's after the thing happens. 
It's not RRR. No, but it's similarly structured, I would say, maybe. Okay, the thing, the after. I will also say, this is not going to help you, but just as a, as a clue in case people out there don't know it, uh, the lead actress in this sadly passed away from an illness. She was like 23 or something. Oh, fuck, I remember that too. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of this. What the hell? But I can't think of what the fucking movie was. Mike, are you stumped? Yeah, dude, I can't think at all about this one. I thought maybe me saying the square would have helped because he's just working his way through the shapes. It is Triangle of Sadness. Ah, uh, yes, I did like Triangle oh, of I Sadness. I really like Triangle of yet. Sadness. All right. It's on my list. Love I really, really liked it. It was really good, Mike. I actually liked it a lot, and my boss was like, uh, no, it's just like the other movie. And I was like, okay, sassy pants. The third movie we're going to guess after The Bullet Train and Triangle of Sadness also came out last year. And if you don't get it from Guler's review of, wow, what a movie, incredible, thrilling, cheeky, loved it, four stars. But still, their number three favorite movie of all time. If that doesn't give it away, I don't know what will. Perfect. Mike, did you? Mike, you did see this movie. You also wrote a review for this movie. Interesting. Okay. You, you liked it, but did not love it. Came out last year, but you saw it this year. All right. Thriller, comedy, horror. Thriller, comedy, horror. Joe, I don't know if you saw this. I new Scream? You... Is it the new Scream? Nope. Well, okay. no. There, I mean, there's a Scream that came out last year and this year. So New Scream is from this year. This is from last year, though. Okay. I thought it was maybe a Scream. I didn't realize there was one each year. Mm. I would say that those are, the, those are the right genres, though. I know. Yeah, I did good there. I will say that someone from our reference point for Letterboxd is in this movie, third build. And he's on a date with the second build person at a place owned, I think, by the <laughs> top build person. This game is so hard. The tagline for this movie, wonderful surprises await you all. Well, that doesn't help. Uh, that that could be Mr. Megorium's Magicatorium or whatever the Mr. hell that Magorium's would be. Wonder Emporium. <laughs> what <laughs> about the Imaginarium guess. of Dr. Parnassus? Oh, either one. Horror, comedy, thriller. Mike, you watched it this year. It, it might came be out last half year. stars. Give it three and a half stars. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read Mike's review because it's probably gonna give it away. But since you guys are stumped, okay, please. I'm so stumped tonight. I hate it. Well, I will I will skip the first sentence. It's a two sentence review, Mike. The first one's gonna give it away. I think. You said the second one, which is more vague, felt like a lot was left unsaid, but still an interesting premise. It just lost me by the end. Huh. Horror comedy thriller. Mm-hmm. Lost starring you by an the actor end. that a lot of people like, starring an actress that I love. Starring, and she was on a date with a guy who, Mike, we, we've seen in a couple movies that mean a lot to us on different podcasts that we've, we've covered. Hong S- Chow in this movie, she kills somebody him. Somebody from Mad Max Fury Road, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard. You guys can see me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm suffering. I'm suffering right now. What is it? What is it, Joey? I will say that a cheeseburger plays a key role in this movie. The fuck? Cheeseburger in Paradise? R.I.P. Joe, here's a, here's a hint. It's what? not going to help you at all. R.I.P. Uh, past guest of the show, Lisa Williams. When we talked to as I found her on Letterboxd. I don't think it was because of this, but maybe it was. Um, she said that her review of this broke her Letterboxd because it was so popular that she couldn't use like her not- her in- her notifications, whatever, for like months. Oh, I have no idea now. Uh, it just did me dirtier. Okay. Her review is Chef... Julian Slowick in his Reputation Era. So it's a Taylor Swift reference. What is it? The Menu. Ah. Man. Okay. Yeah. The first review of Mike's, or the first sentence of Mike's review said, I was full after the first course. (laughs) Good job, Mike. And then number four came out about 10 years ago. Okay. Family movie. Okay. Very beloved movie the hmm. lorax i will repeat very beloved movie okay not a zach efron taylor swift movie she's in that right with him i, I think, think she's so the at some lead. point yeah i think wild so. i will say lewis black is in this so i'm guessing it's animated that was the first clue i gave okay no i said yes. family i said family i said family, you said family. that's what i was Sorry. saying yeah 
But family also now means anime. Oh, I know this one. Was it Lewis Black? Is this Inside Out? Inside Out. Good. There you go. Finally, yes. Mikey Re- got Redemption. us on the board. Thank you. The next goes in the game is that there is a line in this that makes me cry just even thinking about it. Although I'm, I'm going I'm to hold strong now. Take her to the moon for me. Oh. As Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Go. Richard Kind. Breaking Richard Arts Cross kind. America. But Ghoulers Top 4, which is a, a variety, but I love that's all... A, that's I a love three wild of these, mix. I really like the Bullet Train. The Bullet Train, Triangle of Sadness, The Menu, and Inside Out. I really like Triangle of Sadness. Mike, go watch it. It's a fun one. It really is fun. Ghouler cool. is following no one and has one follower. So they basically don't use Letterboxd, really, but like they're still you know rating things, still reviewing things, still using it as a diary. Thank you, Ghouler. Hating almost everything they say. <laughs> well, gotta love the haters. They just have no. They just have a different <laughs> level of standard than you, Joey. That's what it is. Not everything is five stars. Okay, it's three and a half, and then five stars really mean something to them. Hey, man. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mike. thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. What I mean, people know you. Listen to the show. People know you. But is there anything new that you want to plug? Anything that has has come up since you were on Fast Ten? Any new episodes? New shows? New developments? New things in your life going on that you want people to know about? Well, you and I have done a lot of mm-hmm. stuff since I've been last on. We've done some new Cage episodes. We've done some really fun new Elvis episodes for Viva Pod Vegas. I'd say go check out that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the monsters that made us will be coming back soon, hopefully within a month it's or so. It's season, recording. Mike. Exactly. So we're going to get the scissors out and cut holes in the sheets and put them on top of our heads um, and act like ghosts from Charlie Brown and all that good stuff. And uh, Dan has been on my show all summer, uh, Third Time's a Charm. She listened to that. Joey was on the last episode. That'll be out in a little while. And everything, cageclub.me. So next Tuesday, as that third time to charm comes out with me and Brian and Dan Cologne, we are doing a Life in the Fast Lane covering Too Fast, Too Furious, Minute 93. We are inching ever closer to the end of that movie. Still got a ways to go. But that's long ways to go. Did you see did you see um Reaction Rocket asking us like like, oh, Leteria came out. I'm gonna spoil the news for that episode already. Leteria came out and said, like, pay attention to the dialogue oh, yeah, yeah. in he the movie. To Charleston, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, uh, when we get to that in the minute in 84 years, I'm going to pay attention to that movie to get ready for the next one. I mean, we've seen that movie multiple times, and I feel like there's not lines that stand out just like, all right, man. Like you're, No, it's you know, them talking about the fucking time travel. That's what it is. It has to be. That's the only thing I can think of. We'll find out. We'll watch when we watch that. Also, as a, as a reminder to our listeners, when we get to F9 and Fast 10 in January of next year, which is not that far away, uh, we will be doing bonus, not bonus episodes, but we will finally be doing the Charlize Theron Watch the Throne episodes, specifically about Cypher for those as well. So Mike's not going to be on those for this show, but we'll do bonus Charlize things over there. So if you want even more analysis on her character mm-hmm. in those movies, we'll finally get around to doing that in January. Cool. And maybe she says some things about time travel. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, Life in the Fast Lane next week. Then Furious 7, of course. That's the next in the line. And then the biggest boat movie of them all. Three weeks from now, we've got a film called Titanic. A film. Oh, my heart will go on. Mike, we did not mention this. And I'm going to sort of I'm going to spoil. Although people know if they if they follow any of us on Letterboxd, they know what's coming on your third time to charm, probably. But did Titanic 3. No. Did you know that Titanic moved its release date so it would not compete with Scream 2. No, what? Would it wouldn't compete like they thought that Scream 2 was going to affect Scream that was such box a phenomenon office. that they're yeah, like we can't go I remember up against this. it. Which is also, you know, it brings up I I know this happens all the time, but it's also funny that this year the reason it happened is because the Exorcist whatever that generic looking thing yes, whatever it's called yeah. moved because they're like, "Oh, we can't we can't go against Taylor Swift. Like, we got to go up a week. Like, we can't... The oh, because Taylor Swift's concert thing is coming out the week the, that The, the Exorcist was? So the was? Eras tour is coming out on October okay. 13th, and which was the day for The Exorcist. And they're like, we're going to move up a week. Because, like, Taylor's... Like, everyone in the movie theater that weekend is going to be seeing Taylor. Like, no yeah. one wants to see this movie. So, like, they're like, the only shot we have to make money before this gets dumped on Peacock or whatever, or Paramount or where Joey, else I have Joey, I have a personal question for you, Joey. What? One, I'm assuming you're going to go see this, right? Of course I am. 
are you going to be offended if it is a sing-along or is it d- deservedly a sing-along Dude, when watching? Dude, the concert watching? was a sing-along. Okay, so it's it's just you go in knowing that it's a sing-along. I'm a, so I was thinking about that. Like, I don't think people are going to sing along, but I do wonder if – because there's like – this is getting way in the weeds here. There's yeah, like please. audience interactions at certain points, and I wonder if the people in the crowd – like I'm going on opening night because like, you know, I want to yeah, be part of the experience. Yeah, um, and I, I wonder if the people who are there are going to like, like there's a line, for instance, as an example, in the song Delicate, where she says, I know it, but you can make me a drink. And the entire crowd says, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. And she smiles and starts singing. But like, I'm guessing that will get picked up in the audio of the concert film. But I'm wondering if the people in the theater will also say, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. Oh, so so it's, there's going to be sort of like a Rocky Horror element to all of That's this. That's what I'm questioning. Like, I'm curious, too. I don't think, like, you know, like, Alamo Drafthouse does, like, rowdy screenings. They do, like, sing-alongs. Yes, 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 Other yes, theaters yes. do this kind of stuff. And, like, to Mike's point, like, Rocky Horror or, like, The Room, like, when you see those, you know what you're in for. I would guess this movie's going to make a lot of money. It also, it like, is. some yeah. guy at Sony came out was just like, thank God for this movie. Like, we were, like movie theaters were fucked without this. Like, this was a this is a dark fall for, like, financials at the, at the movie theater. Like, since op, since Barbenheimer, it's just, like, there's nothing. And they're like, this There literally is nothing theaters. in fucking theaters anyways, though. That's true. And I wonder if they're because they're definitely going to ride these coattails. Like, I wonder if they're going to do like sing along versions that regular, I think like, so with, with subtitles that just have the song lyrics that like people. Yeah, I was think- thinking this because Bobo was just at fucking uh, Beetlejuice and she was singing along, and Rachel was ex- having to explain to me that that's not part of theater etiquette. So like, I was wondering. If you... Unless you're on Hard Knocks. Unless you're a member of Congress or the New York Jets, you don't Oh, that, that was it. Sorry, Congress. no. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, you're right. It was the Jets. She was bitching about the Jets singing along. Well, no, yeah, to she what's was just, called. you yes. know, vaping and getting groped at, at Beetlejuice at the touring yes. company. Different, different, different weird theater experience. Sorry, I mixed my weird theater experiences this week. But yeah, Titanic in three weeks. That's that's how we got awesome. there. Titanic yeah. <laughs> in three weeks. Uh, but for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on any platform. I'm not even going to list them anymore. Email us, Ooh. fam, because we also, we're not going to, if we have to pay for X, we're not paying for X. So, like, we might just go away. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, even though, I, like, that's where, like, we found a lot of listeners, like, it's the only platform that we figured out really how to work it. I'm never giving Mr. Tweet a fucking dollar. We're no not way. paying for that. Um, so, you know, find us on the Discord. Email us, family at cageclub. I mean, if you want to join the Discord, if you're not there already, let us know. We'll send you an invite via email or DM or whatever. Um, check out our Patreon page at TooFast2Forever.com and our store at CageClub.me slash shop and come back next week. Get your emails in for Life in the Fast Lane number 18, Too Fast, Too Furious, minute 93. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again.